lovelies, and welcome back to LGBT in the Ring, the rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, back again, um, hot off of our first episode last week, which I have to say, uh, I, both myself and my partner really appreciate the warm response to the episode, to the show. You know, this show's been a long time in the making, like I said last week, and just to see the, the support from the community in response to the first episode uh, was it was really awesome and and really empowering and that feeling of empowerment definitely blends over into this week's episode as I had the chance to sit down with Impact Wrestling's Girl on Fire, Kira Hogan, uh, fresh off of Bound for Glory weekend over in Chicago. Um, but the real story with Kiara was all, what happened around Bound for Glory weekend. Um, she embarked on a press tour through, across the Chicago area, um, dubbed her her uh, coming out party, and she did a lot of LGBTQ advocacy with uh, both the youth as well as um, adult communities. Um, she was part of the AHL's Chicago Wolves' inaugural Pride Night at a very fabled uh, pro wrestling arena, uh, the Allstate Arena, formerly known as the Rosemont Horizon. Um, and just all around, it was a, a, a really fun, um, interesting weekend for her, um, especially as it kind of comes at the end of a, a whirlwind summer where she initially came out as LGBTQ uh, back in June, and then subsequently announced her relationship with fellow pro wrestler. And if you watch uh, this week's episode of Wow Women of Wrestling Unleashed on Axis TV, you'll see them as a tag team, uh, one Diamante, or as she's known on Wow Adrenaline. So it's been it's been a pretty big uh, year for Kiara, both in, professionally and personally. And I had a chance to sit down with her after this uh, weekend of, of press and advocacy and just being able to unabashedly experience the LGBTQ um, experience around the event. And I have to say the conversation was heartwarming um, and really installed a lot of faith in what the LGBTQ pro wrestling movement um, can and already is. Um, in many ways. Um, that being said, before we get to the interview, though, uh, I, d- I did want to address something uh, recent. Um, I wrote an article about one uh, Jake Atlas reportedly signing a contract with the WWE um, this week, and some of the wording that was used and the headline has gotten some, uh, I would say more than some response online I've seen. Um, and I know that, that we as an outlet have responded um, accordingly, but I just wanted to issue a, a, a personal um, apology and explanation for some of the things that, for for what was written, honestly. Um, I, in the headline to that article, I I referred to Jake Atlas as a gay wrestler, um, which he took some umbrage with, and I, I do not blame him at all, um, as, you know, someone within that community as well, I know that 
one of our the main goals of that community is to not necessarily be defined by your sexuality or be defined by who you identify as, especially when it comes to uh, the professional world. Um, first and foremost, Jake Atlas is an outstanding wrestler, regardless of how he identifies um, or who he loves. And, and you know, I, I argued a similar point that he made in one of my first pieces that I wrote about how, um, you know, the queer community, once they start to become like, normalized, whether it's not their relationships within pro wrestling or their characters within pro wrestling are not identified strictly as, you know, queer relationships or queer pro wrestling or anything like that. Like, that's whenever things start to kind of normalize and, and acceptance is really um, becomes internalized in a lot of ways. Doesn't mean that you can't still promote the community. Doesn't mean you still can't advocate for the community because you know, as a, as all marginalized communities will will look at, at this, they you know they all have a distinct culture and they hold on to that culture even if normalization occurs. Um, and it did it it pained me to have to 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 put the qualifier in front of wrestler in the article but i also understand like us as an outlet you know we using those qualifiers using those adjectives it helps get our message out there to the people that might not necessarily know about these things um especially in the deluge of digital media right now um and i didn't know it's not it's not the best reason in the world but you know, I I just wanted to let let everyone know that 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 was something that I felt bad about. I did not. I definitely did not mean to offend um, Jake Atlas or any of the other um, notable LGBTQ uh, pro wrestling figures that have uh, responded um, and and shown support for for Jake's comments. You know, when I started when I the first time I thought about starting the show, Jake was on the short list of people that I would I was wanting I wanted to speak with and and talk to and about these sort of things and you know, I that opportunity hasn't happened yet. I hope that opportunity still presents itself down the line. Um but you know, for for right now though, uh I know going forward that qualifier will not be used, um, at least by me, um, in front of him, because at the end of the day, he is a pro wrestler first and foremost, um, and I know that he uses that his platform as one of the best pro wrestlers in the country going today to promote uh, a positive message for for his community, for our community, um, and I don't want to do anything to take away from the conversation um, I definitely don't want to do anything to take away from his character and yeah I just I just wanted to get that out there I just wanted to offer my own personal thoughts on it so Jake I apologize um, yeah 
And with that being said, let's get to our conversation with Impact Wrestling's Kiera Hogan. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. Um, I am very excited to speak once again with uh, the girl on fire from uh, Impact Wrestling. Coming off of this past weekend's Bound for Glory event, um, which, of course, I think there's a lot um, more uh, intrigue and an importance around like the LGBTQ movement coming around that event itself with uh, her own quote-unquote coming out party. Um, please welcome to the show Miss Kira Hogan. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing spectacular. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, like I said before, uh, you basically spent the majority of of your weekend, to my knowledge, um, on a big coming out press tour in Chicago over the weekend. Uh, a lot of notable events. Uh, around the community with uh, LGBTQ youth, as well as some some other different uh, organizations in the Chicago area that are working with LGBTQ people. Um, I guess, first off, how did the opportunity to kind of work with these organizations uh, come to you, and uh, what was your initial reaction? Uh, well, our Impact exclusive uh, publicist, Ross Foreman, was the one who came to me with all of these different different opportunities after he saw my Pride post um, at the end of Pride Month this year. And he just told me that he really wanted to, you know, have me get involved in the community. And he was like, do you mind like this, 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 and that? And I was like, I don't care what it is. I'm down for it. I want to do it. If it's speaking, if it's appearing, if it's. I don't care if it's five minutes, if it's two hours, I didn't care. I wanted to do it. Um, my initial reaction to everything was pure excitement. Like I said, I was super excited about everything he presented to me and everything that he came up with. And it kind of, it wasn't just uh, one thing. It wasn't just like he came with me with all of these different things at one time. It was kind of as it got closer and closer to Bound for Glory, more and more things started happening, more and more events started kind of popping up and, there were a lot more ideas, and I'm just happy with how everything, you know, turned out. I, like, I, I'm just still kind of processing everything that's happened in the last few days because I'm still kind of overwhelmed and just, you know, overwhelmed with emotion. I can, I can totally understand that. I mean, you really threw yourself into into this with the, just the sheer amount of events that you had over the weekend. Um, whenever you... You spoke about your uh, your coming out post back in June of this year. Um, whenever you posted that, um, was this sort of advocacy on your mind at the time? Was this something that you were already thinking about or looking into doing, um, knowing your your place uh, as a uh, contract wrestler with a, with Impact? Um, definitely not. I I had no idea what that what either of those posts were going to mean or what doors they would open. Um, I never even in my past thought once could I ever be an advocate for the community like I'm becoming. So it's just crazy to 
be in this position. And I didn't know that Impact was going to embrace it the way that they did. Um, it just, it's, everything just kind of happened for the best, honestly. And I'm just very lucky that I worked with such an amazing company that was able to embody everything that I was trying to advocate and to make me advocate and make me this voice on this platform is awesome for Impact as a, as a company. And I love them so much for that. I do remember from previous conversations that we've had that like there was a lot of of love in that locker room after those posts came out. I remember telling me the story about you and and Jordan and Tessa like sitting around like deciding when to post it and like all this other stuff. It was really it was really nice to hear that that sort of environment was being cultivated in that locker room and to know that the the company was behind you to the point where like they wanted to put you out there on the forefront around the y'all's uh, most, like, I guess, largest event of the year. That says a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like I said, it's awesome to have such a amazing uh, support system within Impact and my knockouts that are my sisters. And just to have so many people around me that I work with that are so supportive is a, a complete blessing, honestly. It's just awesome to have like I said just an amazing support system and just being the position that I'm in and like I said for them to be able to embody everything like that I you know spoke about on those posts and everything that I've spoke about this past weekend is just awesome and after this weekend I hope that more opportunities like this happen in different cities and different pay-per-views and even just me by myself honestly i loved everything that i did and i love that i was able to share all of my experiences and my stories and my obstacles and just all of my emotions and it was just it was amazing to be able to connect with so many different people especially people that i felt like i've never been able to reach out to before yeah i can only imagine like how how that felt in a lot of ways um but before we get into the full weekend, I am curious, like, knowing everything that was on the slate, was there any particular event that was of a special interest to you? Like, what was, what was the thing that you were most excited about doing over the course of, the, of those uh, four days? Uh, I think the, the center at Halstead was the one thing I definitely was most excited for um, when I found out about it, um, when it actually happened. The pizza party, I feel like the pizza party was the first thing that um, I did uh, for the weekend, and it was the most overwhelming part of the weekend. Really? One, because I was connecting, yes, I was, I was connecting a lot with the youth, but the pizza party in general wasn't just, a, just with the youth. It was so many different age groups and ranges and people that came to that event, and it was just a very, like, intimate connecting network of people like it was just it was an amazing it, that I don't know that event alone was just amazing like I from the moment I stepped into that that uh restaurant I could not stop smiling like literally and I got emotional and that event I feel like was like I said just the most emotional and overwhelming for me and the one that I can particularly remember and I, like I said, just the whole weekend, everything just was super overwhelming. And I couldn't really process it in the moment. I have to, I'm kind of reflecting now as I'm looking back on everything. And like I said, talking about it is like helping me try to process it a little more because 
it was just so many things happening and I was just thinking about so many things and I got to talk about my girlfriend in front of every, so many different people and by the end of the weekend she finally got to come to the center at Halstead um, speech that I got to do and it was just amazing. Oh, that must have been really special to have to have uh, Diamante there for that event, especially. Oh yeah, definitely. It was just like I said, it was super emotional and just to have her there on that last day and that was the most intimate, the Center at Hall Fest feature was the most intimate, like it wasn't too many people there, it was more like a sit down interview and people got to ask me questions, so hmm. it was super intimate and I'm glad that she was there and she got to kind of chime in and it was just awesome and I, I love that she was able to be there that day. She kept telling me how she wanted to be there the whole weekend, but you know, she had other opportunities that I know she had to take care of, which I completely understand, but she was supporting me every single day, every single step that I took and just to have her there on that final day meant so much. I you can't see right now, but I just have the largest smile that I can have on my face just thinking about like how special that moment was for y'all. Um but no, of course. No, it was, it's 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 beautiful. Um, I do want to get to the center of Halstead, but I want to go back to the pizza party real quick um, because I know a huge part of your coming out post was talking about um, growing up and not feeling like you could like, effectively express every facet of who you are or who you were um, because of certain things like you know, family, community, that sort of thing um, during your youth. What did that was that part of why um, that event was proved to be so emotional for you? I definitely think so, especially like you said, I've been through so much, especially in my youth. So to be able to talk to so many young people about all these things and to be able to like, like I said, intimately connect with them and talk to them and tell them my story and laugh with them and tell them it was going to be okay. And just, just to have that connection was definitely, I feel like, made that event even more special because um, Molly Pinta, the, the founder of the Pinta Pride Project and the, honestly the icon of that whole event that I had, honestly the whole weekend, she is a complete inspiration. She's only 13 years old and just to be able to talk with her and see how comfortable she is in her skin at only 13 is so inspiring. And um, like I said, to just be able to connect with somebody like that and just kind of have my scars fade pretty much in that moment because she made me feel like she was going to change the world, not me. She is. She definitely is. And uh, I just, I'm so honored to have met her and hung out with her all weekend and had so many events with her. And she's definitely going to be a lifelong friend to me, honestly. Oh, that's awesome to hear. I know, um, a lot of some of my experience like with with advocacy as well with with younger uh, lgbtq communities like it's amazing to see the power that these that these young people have at such at their ages you know it's it's kind of it, to me it speaks to like this shift in like generational perception of the community and how you know like this, i mean it is true like some of, some of the um attitudes towards the LGBTQ community are definitely being phased out as generations come and go. But I could not have, like, I'm with you. I could not have imagined having that kind of like strength at that age, you know, at 13, you said, Gee, no, I, there's no way I could be like the face of a, of a, of an organization at that time. 
know, that's right. That's what I say. <laughs> you are a, an amazing person. You just have absolutely no idea what kind of strides you're going to make as an adult because you were still not even a full teenager yet and you were already making waves. So I can just imagine her as an advocate in her adulthood. And like I said, I just hope that we keep this connection that we have because that girl, she's going to. She's going to make some real waves within the community and just, like I said, in her adulthood. And just, like I said, it is very inspiring as a young, like a young person that be so brave and have so much courage and stand up for something. And she just speeches and she's just, she's, she's seriously an advocate. Like she just does so much and her parents are, and her family is so supportive and the people and her friends and everybody is super supportive of her. And she's just, she's an amazing person in general and like I said just her generation somebody in her generation I just feel like the the younger generation because of how open everybody is now it's going to be easier for them which I feel like makes it so much more positive that we're able to do things like that because it encourages them at a younger age to accept who they are so that in adulthood they're not afraid no I couldn't agree more I couldn't agree more at all like that I think that's really the, speaks to how far that we've come and how much further we still have to go, but you know we're on the right track, um, and the future looks bright. <laughs> um, move, moving on though into the weekend, I'm curious about some of the stuff you did on Saturday as well. Um, looking at you had the uh, you did the coin toss for the Chicago Metropolitan Sports Association's flag football games. Um, you did the, probably the, probably the, the most large, the largest scale thing that you did this weekend was the Chicago Wolves inaugural Pride Night. I'm very curious about those two things. Um, what was it like? I saw some of the pictures from the the flag football event. Like, what was that experience like for you? So the flag football game I went to was awesome. Um, it was a like you said a flag football league within the community um, and. We have different teams, and it's very, like, it's honestly pretty cool to witness. Um, I played soccer. I was able to kind of get, I was kind of, I was I was actually pretty interested in watching them play and then to just be able to tell them, like, why I was there, because I, I know a lot of people don't really know who I am yet. So just to be able to tell them, and they were so nice, and everybody was just like, wow, we, we had no idea. And, um, it was just awesome to be able to speak in front of just a group of people again, just so many a group of people that I didn't, I never thought I would be able to reach and I never thought I would ever speak in front of. So again, just to be able to do an event to reach out is awesome. And again, I was at the Allstate Arena, which I honestly had no idea, no idea where I was going. So when I got there, I was completely shocked I had to go all the way down to the penalty box and I had like literally I was in utter shock just standing there and I kept saying what is my life right now what is my life right now because I just could not believe what I was about to do and how many people I was in front of and that right there I think was the biggest event that I did um, definitely, and that one took me by surprise. Like, I just could not believe it, and to reach again, it was all about the reach this weekend, and I just felt like I reached so many different people, and 
from one event to another, people were following me, so I was able to like gain a following in just a few days because people were able to connect with me on one day, and they wanted to continue to follow me on on the tour. So just event by event, I I just continued to gain more fans and more friends and just a bigger following, and it was just it was awesome to just again be on this tour and advocate something so awesome. That's interesting that you had uh, that you had people kind of following you from event to event. Like I, I, I kind of figured that might be a possibility, but I just didn't. I just I didn't know if that was going to happen. But that's really cool that you were able to like kind of have people following you, getting the full experience alongside you in some ways. Oh yeah, I definitely had people that were like, "Hey, like," and I recognized people too that were like, "I'm going to this event, and I'm going to do this." And I was like, "Yeah, come on, come to this." And I, like, I wanted everybody to like kind of experience everything that I was doing and and just see everything that I was doing, and it was awesome. Just to, like I said, be able to recognize people from event to event, and I invited a lot of people to come to Down for Glory on Sunday, and so many people that had met me and weren't wrestling fans at the start of the weekend came to Bound for Glory and saw me, like, actually perform. And, you know, that was awesome, too, because I gained a lot of fans. And I, and people became wrestling fans in that weekend, which was awesome. So I just, like I said, the outreach in the few days that I was in Chicago and able to do these events was amazing. And like I said, I just want to continue to do this, continue to go from city to city and place to place and be able to do this. Like, the way you describe it, it kind of gives me the same idea of like something like you know some like the Starcast events or like wrestlemania weekend where you just have like a, such a high concentration of pro wrestling fans in an area that you just kind of recognize each other as you're going from event to event around those sort of things but in this instance it's more so like cultivating a new audience and bringing in a audience from a community that probably didn't know that large-scale pro wrestling was willing to to house them in some way like that's really cool to hear that that you kind of built your own small community within the city itself over the course of the, of those days oh yeah definitely like i said just people that like like i said were wrestling fans and had no idea what wrestling even really was and i was able to just like i said the, the outreach the outreach, the outreach was the biggest thing about this weekend and to be able to reach so many people and to be able to touch so many people with my stories and my experiences was the biggest thing about this weekend. And like you said, I was able to gain fans in a place that I never thought I would be able to reach. And it's just, it's so awesome. And I'm just so blessed and grateful for the opportunity that, that Impact was able to give me and I, I, like I said, I really just hope, I really, really hope I'm able to continue to do this because I, it honestly just, it makes me happy to be able to use my voice and use my platform for something so positive and something that I never thought I would be able to do or never thought that I would even be able to advocate because, you know, I was always scared. So going back to, to the, to the Chicago Wolves tonight, um, you know, the Wolves play in an arena that is very, very synonymous with the pro wrestling world, uh, the former Rosemont Horizon, now known as the Allstate Arena. Um, how did it feel like entering? I don't know. Had you ever uh, had you ever been to an event there? Had you ever wrestled there before um, that night? I had never even been in that arena before. Okay. I, 
when I was driving up to the arena, I had no idea what was waiting for me inside. So I was just like, <laughs> I was shocked. My mind was blown that night completely. No, I just know like that that arena has such a reputation in in the industry, and and like I can only imagine just being able to like it's almost like hollow ground in some ways. So being not just be yeah like so like not just being able to go to that arena, but like going there because you've been specifically invited to be a part of like a first ever event of its kind for this for this organization. Like how did how how did that opportunity come about? Like how was that something that that Ross brought to you? Was that something that um that the or the the company like the the team came to y'all with that or um how how did that exactly fall into your lap? Oh well, like I said, Ross is the MVP of the whole weekend. That whole press tour, Ross was the the real MVP. If it was not me, it was definitely Ross. He set up everything. He had all the connections. He had all of the outreach. He made sure to call everybody. He was trying to get me. He made sure I stayed busy. He made sure I was going to reach so many people. So he was the one who set that up. And like I said, I was super overwhelmed. And it actually a funny story about that night. Mm. Ross surprised me again because my girlfriend could not be there with me. So um, I was texting her that night. She was texting me and just telling me how proud she was of me. And since uh, they, the Chicago Wolves actually got, they let me uh, in the suite because I was one of the um, uh, honored people for the night. So I sat in the suite up in the Allstate Arena. So I left all my stuff, like I left my phone and everything because I didn't realize we had to walk all the way down to the ice to get to where I had to be. So I left my phone. I was like, no, I'm not able to talk to her. But I knew she had a wrestling show herself. So I knew, okay, well, she probably won't be able to talk to me anyway. But I was just like, oh, my God, I wish she was here. Oh, my God. And Molly was right next to me, too. And I was just like, I just wish she was here. I just wish she was here. So Ross was, like, um, standing next to me. And he got a phone call. And she was like, oh, I wonder who this to be. And I was like, what? And he was like, I have a phone call for you. And I was like, what do you mean? And when he turned the phone around, it was a video call from my lovely girlfriend wishing me good luck. <laughs> Aww. I had no idea that I was going to be walking on the ice at the Osway Arena. So I was overwhelmed and Ross made sure that she was there to surprise me with a, a little extra support and <laughs> She called me right before she had her show, and it just literally put the biggest like it put the biggest smile on my face. Like I'm smiling, thinking about it. Like I'm sitting right next to her, so she can see. I was super like surprised, and I like almost cried. I was just like, "Oh my god!" And I know I'm gonna see her the next morning, so I just wasn't expecting it. And just that experience, that whole night at the Austin Arena, I honestly will just never forget. Mm. I mean, how could you not be confident? With some with a surprise like that. Oh yeah, it was, it was absolutely beautiful, and it just it literally just made my night, and it kind of kicked the nerves away, and it gave my heart a little flutter and a little extra reminder of why I'm doing all of this. And it was awesome just to be able to see her and hear from her. So, was there like a certain like, I guess for lack of a better term, like level of pride in being part of uh, that team, the Wolves' is, uh, first? Um, and pride event like that because I know that's something that is becoming increasingly more popular in um, in the sports world um, but you know it's 
I don't know. It's 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 very heartwarming to see those sort of things happen. The more and more, I just was from an organization that is that size and that popular in that city, like bringing bringing y'all in. Was that? Um, I guess I'm trying to figure out. No, it's completely fine. Um, it, like I said, it was just, it was awesome to be able, like, for the Chicago Wolves to have their first Pride night and have me there is one, like I said, an honor. It's an absolute honor, especially to stand beside somebody like Molly, who, again, is just a founder of her own Pride Foundation. Like, it's, it's awesome. Like, it's such an honor to be such an, an honored guest. Like, it's an honor to be an honored guest. Like, <laughs> It's completely overwhelming. I'm still kind of processing how many people were there and how many people just. I I, I was on like all the big screens and I just I can't even. Just like you're speechless, I'm speechless too. Like I, I haven't even been able to put in the words. And again that night, my girlfriend called me, and also that night on Wow Superheroes, we finally debuted as a tag team. So I was able to watch that like. Right there, right then and there, and I got to watch his debut as a tag team that night. So I was completely overwhelmed with so many different emotions. I could not even speak. And then, and literally an hour after that, I had to be ready to co-host the drag show. So, <laughs> I, I can. Im- <laughs> no, I can only imagine. Like it's just such a breakneck pace. I was, I was gonna ask you about the wow, well, uh, the debut with the tag team as well, because like that's I. I know that has been something that, that you've teased heading into this, especially with uh, Diamante joining the roster as Adrenaline. Um, so, like, how was the, I'm curious, like, what was it like to, like, go from the, like, being on the ice at the Allstate Arena to watching your watching your match back and, like, seeing the first time that you're able to, to team with your girlfriend and then immediately having to be like, oh, wait, I got to turn right around and get, spruced up to head over to my first drag show ever. Yeah, like I said, that night, that whole day was just, like, back-to-back overwhelming emotions. I was just, like, literally being, like, punched in the face by all these emotions. Like, they were just coming out of left field. I was getting happiness, excitement. I wanted to cry. I wanted to scream. I wanted to yell. Like, there was just, it was so many things happening. Like, like you said, I went from the ice to back up in the suite to watch us debut as a tag team as she's wrestling um, herself and then to go from watching us wrestle to having to get ready in the car on the way to co-host my first ever drag show. Like I said, let me just first of all start off by saying those queens, the queens had me lit. (laughs) They did not disappoint at all. The queens at Scarlet Bar were amazing. They made me feel super comfortable. I had a blast with the queens and my knockouts. I wish Edwards and Yo Kim came and supported and Eddie Edwards as well, also. Um, so it was awesome to, again, have people from my roster able to support um, what I was doing, and they had a great time as well. And, again, I just want to be able to do more things like that because not only did I have so much fun, but I was able to reach such an amazing audience. And, uh, uh, like, the drag queens, are they're, they're going to be able to watch impact now and they were telling me that they're going to watch us wrestle and we made friends like we all literally made friends like it was just awesome like like i said everything went great this weekend 
that day itself was the craziest out of all of the days that I had. I think that day was crazier than Bound for Glory Day, the pay-per-view day, honestly. Saturday was, like, awesome. Just Saturday alone was the was the crazy day of the whole weekend. No, I mean, it, it definitely sounds that way. Um, like... I'm I'm very curious about like your expectations heading into the the drag show, but I I want to ask first because I did I saw the pictures with you and Gail Kim and Alicia and Eddie Edwards at the show. And what was it like having having Gail and Alicia and Eddie there alongside you? Like, did you know that you were gonna have other people from the Impact family joining you there, or was that just sort of like a, a surprise to you as well? Um, so initially when Ross came to me with the drag show, um, I told Alicia first and she was like, so I'm going, right? And I was like, yes, you're going to go because Alicia is my best friend. She's literally one of my best friends on the roster as well. Um, so she was like, oh, I'm going. Um, she also has um, her best friend as a part of the community. So of course she wanted to come to support. And um, Gail also went to Ross and asked if she could go when she found out about it. So Everybody wanted to go regardless. Like, they wanted to come and support, but they knew how fun it was going to be. So just to have them, I knew they were coming, and I knew we were going to have a great time. And like I said, they did not disappoint. We all had a great time. It was the night before Bound for Glory. And just to have them there with me and just, again, to have such an amazing support system. Ross was there as well. Like, it was just awesome, and we had a great time there at Scarlet Bar. Oh, that's that's awesome to hear. It's also, uh, I don't know, for- me personally, like, watching the show the next day, like knowing that Eddie was out that uh, uh, so late that night at the drag show with y'all, and then coming back in and doing like what, like a thirty-minute rumble match that you were in as well, or like the gauntlet match. I apologize. <laughs> the uh, going back into the gauntlet match the next day, like that's just a crazy um, performance to know. Like that was such like a quick turnaround there. Oh yeah, that's life of us wrestlers. We go out and party, but we know we have to get back to business. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All too true. Um, (laughs) No, but um, yes. (laughs) So um, going back to like to before the drag show, like what were your expectations um, going into the drag show itself? Like just knowing, you know, the reputations that drag shows have, like how they can vary some of the, also um, the, some of the comparisons that have been made recently between drag and pro wrestling by a lot of um, like people like uh, LGBTQ people around um, the the industry, whether they're fans or, or journalists or commentators, like stuff like that. Um, did how how did all of that kind of like build this up in your in your mind before you actually like got to Scarlet? Um. So I didn't have any like super like set in stone expectations. I just knew like I was going to drag show. I was familiar with the world of drag. Um. I watched RuPaul's Drag Race. I watched a lot of different drag queens on. YouTube and I follow them on Instagram. So I'm super familiar with the world of drag um, personally. So I, I didn't have like super in stone expectations, but I had an idea. Um, also, I talked to um, Aurora and Miss Miranda, the two, drag, the, the two queens that I got to host with. So they also made me feel super 
awesome. Like, they made me feel comfortable. Even before going into it, they were like, oh, do you want to do this? Do you want to be involved? Do you want to, like, they just wanted to make sure, like, I was super comfortable and that I had fun. So, and again, I, I did. They, honestly, any expectation that, even if I did have any, they would have exceeded it. They did amazing. Their performances were awesome. Everybody that came out was awesome, like the crowd. And after the show was over, like, Scarlet Bar itself was awesome. The music was great. Um, so I, I just had a really good time. And I don't think that the drag world and the wrestling world is that far off. Honestly, they go out, they perform, they get ready. It takes them hours like us. Like, I feel like it's kind of the same. It's one and the same. Like, we have our differences, but we also have a lot of similarities. And I give it up to the queens. Like, uh, again, I know how hard it is for us girls in general to get ready for shows and do our hair and our makeup and da, 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 da. like I completely understand so I, I give it up to them and they just go out there and they put on amazing performances and you know they get the job done just like that no that's that's um that's awesome to hear I'm glad that 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 community exceeded your expectations in a lot of ways does it did that I'm guessing that night made you want to go to more drag shows in the future Oh, definitely. I would love to go more, co-host more, host more. Like, I, I just, I had a great time. I would love to just be more, like I said, more involved in any way, shape, or form, honestly. So that does bring us to the uh, the event at the Halstead, um, which I think in many ways, not just because it was the last thing that you did on uh, on Sunday prior to the show, but also, like you said before, was probably... Um, the most impactful um, stop on the tour itself. Um, you spoke. You mean you had you had your partner there with you. You said it was a very intimate setting. Um, what was like? What was on your mind going into that um, event? Like, what were you? What were you wanting to to speak about? Like, what was there anything specific on your mind um, that you wanted to share with that with that uh, community? Um, again. It was uh, just a sit-down kind of interview Q&A session, and I just wanted to be able to share my story and, again, be able to reach more people that I, I had never reached before. But it's actually funny, um, a few wrestling fans, a few people that had actually followed me as fans came to the speech um, as my fans, not as people who didn't know me. So it was kind of a mix of different people. Like, there was a mix of wrestling fans and people who had never met me before. Um, so again, I got to reach a lot of different people, um, a few people who knew me and a few people who didn't. And I got to share my stories with my fans who didn't know me. And I got to share my stories with people who had no idea. And I gained more fans again. So it was just an awesome outreach. And it was super intimate. Um, the CEO of the uh, center was there as well. And he was there to answer, uh, ask questions. And he got to know me as well. Um, so it was awesome. Like, I, I think... The reach was amazing, and my girlfriend, Priscilla, she got to chime in as well. Um, she was there taking pictures, and then at the end of the whole thing, she got to pre uh, she presented me with a beautiful rainbow cake as a job well done for the weekend, which was beautiful. I had no idea. Her <laughs> and Ross conjured up that idea to surprise me at the end, so it was sweet. Like, I just, I was grateful for her being there, being able to share that experience and to have her hear me talk about her. And like I said, I, I didn't really know exactly what the questions were going to be or anything. So it was 
super intimate and emotional and I got to be able to sit down and, you know, just speak from the heart and have people listen to my story. Was there any uh, particular question or moment from the from the speech and the sit down that um, like struck you as more emotional than others or, or has stuck with you more so in the days since? Um, I just, I don't think any particular question in general did. I was just, there were a lot of questions that I had never gotten before. So it was awesome to be able to kind of go in depth on a few things uh, and just kind of explain more in depth things. Like I said, it was more intimate, so I, I had more time to speak more and answer more questions. Um, so it was just more intimate, I think, and that's what made it special. It wasn't in front of so many people, and it wasn't a huge crowd. It was just a few people, you know, that kind of just got to sit around and ask me questions. And like I said, it was intimate, and that's what I loved the most about it. It didn't have to be so many people. It didn't even have to be new people. It was just a mix of different people that just wanted to get to know me. If you don't mind me asking, like what, what were some of those, those questions that kind of struck you like that were, I guess ones you weren't expecting or ones that, that struck you a bit more um, in the moment, like, like that you were talking about. I guess one in particular would have been like, what, what did they, um, I guess, what the question? They were what, expectation did I have from the whole weekend? Like, what did I want people to get from me coming and speaking and doing all these events? Like, what were my, uh, I guess, goals that I wanted to reach through the weekend? Mm -hmm. What I wanted to accomplish um, through doing all this? Because um, Angela, who interviewed me, she asked me if I wanted to be a motivational speaker. Like, if I saw that in my future and I told her, you know, I could, honestly, like, I could see myself, like I said, going and speaking and sharing my story at many different places and many different cities and doing this as not just with impact, but on my own as an advocate. So just, I was able to reach a different audience and use my voice for something amazing, which was my accomplishment. That's what I wanted to accomplish. I just wanted to be able to share my story. And honestly, I just wanted people to know me for me and if they were going to support me and respect me they knew who they were going to support and respect at the end of the day and i just wanted people to get to know me as kiera not so much kiera kiera hogan the wrestler but kiera hogan the person no like i i can i can see that being something that would uh strike you as as like something as powerful i would say i guess like having um being able to kind of put more of your personal self out there in that way. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like I said, it's just awesome to be able to reach so many different people. And like I said, that's been the whole thing. Like, I feel like the best of words that I've been using all weekend is just being able to reach so many different people and to be able to touch so many people and inspire so many people because, I, like, I have so many different people come up to me and tell me how inspiring my story was, and they had no idea who I was. Like, they had absolutely no idea, like, where I came from and where I started. Like I said, I was able to share my story in depth to so many different people. And, again, a lot of people came up to me after every single event and were like, wow, you are truly inspiring. Keep up the good work. You're amazing. Just 
it was like it was very rewarding at the end of the day. I was able to rest, reflect, and get a reward at the end of the day. So that was awesome, and that's all I could ask for. Well, I mean, honestly, like that. I think that's a, a a good thing to to have happen and to ask for there, you know, especially going forward. Like I'm sure you'll have plenty of other opportunities to do this sort of work. I mean, if, the company has plenty of events to to promote around, um, but also just on your own. Like I think, you know, the past few months, like your profile has definitely risen to a point where, like, I think you're becoming a lot more a lot more recognizable and not just within LGBTQ circles but like within just pro wrestling circles as a whole and like <clears throat> I, I'm sure that you might probably didn't see all of that coming whenever you posted your um, your coming out your coming out posts back in June oh I definitely did not I, like I said I had no idea what any of this would mean I had no idea where it would take me. I had no idea what doors this would open. I had no idea how many people I was going to touch or meet or be able to interact with. So, like I said, just having the confidence to just be able to post it and then to to reach so many people and for impact to then be able to embody it and embrace it for what it was. I'm able to do something amazing. And like I said, I just I would love to be an advocate full-time for the community because it is such an amazing community that just continues to grow and grow and grow and I would love to be a part of that growth. So should we expect something similar at next year's Bound for Glory? <laughs> I would definitely hope so. I hope that, like I said, I hope it just continues and I hope that I can continue to be part of the growth that the community is just continuing to have and I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm definitely sure Impact is going to continue with these sort of events. Awesome. Well, I can, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I before I let you go, um, I do have one question though, um, separate from from Impact, um, because I know coming up in November, there's a very special. Uh, is it Ladies Night Out? Is that the event that that's happening November sixteenth, where for the first time you are facing your partner one on one in the ring. Oh, yeah, November 16th, Ladies Night Out at Reality of Wrestling. Yes. I'm wrestling my girlfriend for the first time ever <laughs> in our careers. We're wrestling each other. Mm -hmm. I'm actually very excited. We're actually very excited for this match. Um, yeah. It's, like I said, it's our first time ever wrestling with each other. And we have amazing chemistry, like, in wrestling, in our lives. We tag together and this was our first time tagging together and we didn't know how it was going to go, but we really had the chemistry and it turned into something beautiful and we hope to continue to tag on the independence and, you know, we just hope to grow as wrestlers and we hope to work together more often and we hope that after this match, maybe we could do it again. And I'm really excited. Like I said, um, it's going to be uh, November 16th in Texas City under Reality of Wrestling and Title Match Wrestling Network will be streaming it live um and it's gonna be awesome i'm just excited and i hope you guys will enjoy me you know whooping her ass <laughs> it's good to see that the trash talk is still flowing she's staring daggers at me right now <laughs> just beware the chonkla that's all i have to say yes i'm sure you already know that but 
Yes. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, Kira, thank you so much for joining me today. Let everyone know where they can find you on the internet. I am on Instagram at HoganOnBest18. I'm also on Twitter at HoganOnBest3. And of course, you can catch me on Access TV starting this Tuesday. Impact Wrestling is starting on Access TV at 8 o'clock. And of course, on Saturday night, uh, Wow Women of Wrestling uh, is also airing. We're, in, we're just starting the tag team series, um, Fire and Adrenaline, and moving on to the second round. So you guys got to stay tuned for that as well. And, you know, just keep following definitely thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me today thank you so much for having me once again Ryan. of course you know i must say i i love every chance that i get to sit down with kiera and, and talk about her experiences and what she's been uh going through this year and just how heartwarming her story along with uh, with Diamante has been like that I'm pretty like they have to be one of uh LGBTQ pro wrestling's uh best power couples right now and I honestly can't wait for that match on November 16th at Ladies Night Out that's going to be a barn burner uh to say the least um <laughs> having said I do uh they want to thank her again for for sitting down. I had no idea that Diamante was sitting right next to her the whole time, <laughs> so you know, hopefully we can get we can get her on. And I would love to to speak with her about how this year has been uh, for her from the other side of this of this tandem. Um, but for now, that is uh, the uh, this week's edition of LGBT in the Ring. Um, once again, you can find uh, Kira Hogan on Twitter at Hogan Knows Best Three, on Instagram at Hogan Knows Best Eighteen, and of course, you can always check her out on Access TV, both uh, on Tuesday nights for Impact Wrestling, and for on uh, Saturday nights with Wow. She is certainly all over the place right now, <laughs> um, but we are all over one place: your podcast feed next week for another edition of LGBT in the ring every Thursday here on the Outsports Podcast Network. Listen to our other shows as well. Um, and we have shows coming out five days a week, Monday through Friday, all spectacular, all outstanding. But before we get out of here, I do have to offer my supreme thanks to Daniel Quasar for uh, the Progress Pride flag design that we use in our logo. Um, that designed as a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at Quasar.digital and also have to give a big shout out to the band Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme, Formula 666, from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSWBand and you can check out their music on Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahandthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Until next week, this is Brian Bell signing off for LGBT in the Ring. We will see you next time. Bye. Everybody's ready to die.